You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. If you're a fan of spy movies, of action, of of intrigue and suspicion, with a little touch of comedy here and there, there's a brand new action movie that came out this weekend that you definitely need to see. It's Mission Impossible 7 Dead Reckoning. <laughs> if you want to stay at home and watch something that is far inferior to that uh, grand piece of cinematic blockbuster filmmaking with a fraction of the budget then netflix has an option for you that's right for a fraction of the budget the outlaws uh, now streaming and i didn't know this going in mike gave me the tip off uh, before i started watching it and yep. i would have known in the first 10 seconds this is a happy madison production mm-hmm. dum bum you know, maybe that gives you an exact idea of what you're in for. But in case you need to hear a synopsis, Owen Browning, played by Adam Devine, is a straight-laced bank manager about to marry the love of his life, Parker, played by Nina Dobrev. Finally meeting his mysterious in-laws, played by Pierce Brosnan and Ellen Barkin, Owen is ready to do anything to impress them. When his bank is held up by the elusive ghost bandits, the most famous bank robbers in America, during his wedding week, he believes his future in-laws might just be the infamous outlaws. Hmm. Hijinks ensue, and eventually we get to some action set pieces. I am TCT Wit of the Screener Squad, and I am joined by my fellow rebels and outlaws themselves, Sarah Jane. Hey, now. Chad. Hello. And Mike. Hi, I'm Mike, and we're on a collusion course with wackiness. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's not truly fair to see the Happy Madison label and just make all these assumptions about what's going to happen in a film. You know, at first, it's not bottom-of-the-barrel level Happy Madison. I would say it's more, like, mid-tier, higher tier. Yeah, it's it's not click. It's more 51st dates. Sure, yeah, sure. That's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. And, and so I, I suppose we're already getting a hint at how we all felt about this. But, yeah, what did you all have as far as expectations going into this? And how were those expectations met or dashed? I was kind of expecting kind of a dark comedy. And it's kind of not what I got, really. It's, it's. I mean, it has some dark-ish kind of humor, sort of. I mean, it's a crime comedy, so there's going to be some of that. But it's a lot goofier, but at the same time, it's more restrained than most Happy Madison movies. So I pretty much, I, I think I exactly what I was expecting, but at the same time, I kind of did. Once, once I saw the Happy Madison logo, it, it went above those expectations that were dashed when I saw that logo. <laughs> I didn't really have any expectations because I didn't know what it was going in, and I only jumped on the review because I thought it needed to be greenlit. (laughs) But then when I saw the Happy Madison thing, I'm like, oh, so it's Adam Sandler? 
And I gotta tell you, I don't watch Adam Sandler movies, so I knew <laughs> once I saw the logo what to expect, and it pretty much was what I was expecting. <laughs> I was hoping for, because Adam Devine was top billing on this, I was hoping for more of a workaholics-type script and mm-hmm. feel to this. I mean, Blake Anderson is in this as a random character, but it, it really, once I saw the Happy Madison logo, I'm like, all right. Like, it's going to be mid-tier. There's going to be moments where they're going to beat a dead horse joke and then beat it some more. All right. <laughs> to, to be fair, it, it, it's not loaded with a lot of the usual Happy Massing players. I don't think Alan Cover was in it or those two other guys that are in a lot of stuff. They were like the Satanists on Little Nicky. I know that's the reference I had to pull for that one. <laughs> There's no Rob Schneider playing an offensive stereotype. So it's got that going for it. It doesn't have a lot of the usual people. I mean, the only thing that makes it clear it's a Happy Massing movie, really, uh, apart from seeing the logo logo is the uh, executive producer adam sandler yeah and, and the people that do have in this it's definitely not happy madison people but it's really good people that are good at improv and comedy and i felt like a lot of the performances were flat like mm-hmm. i love richard kind mm-hmm. i thought oh, yeah, he was too. good in this but he wasn't great julie Haggerty, i feel like they didn't use her as well as they could have I got a couple laughs, however. Our chuckles, really. Uh, laugh is too far, but chuckles. Yeah. I think uh, Lil Rel Howry, he was underutilized. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like... Yeah. It, it, look look at how he was used in... Crap, what's that first Jordan Peele horror movie Get that out. was great? That's the character I wanted. I got, like, the Diet Coke version of the same character <laughs> in a way worse movie. When I finished this movie and I was sort of digesting it, I had this feeling that this is the kind of movie that your conservative mom would find out about and very disapprove. Oh, they use the filthy language in this movie. It's very offensive. This is yeah. this is a naughty movie, and I don't appreciate it. But then when you actually watch it, you're like, this? You think this is offensive? This is PG. <laughs> yeah, they drop a couple F-bombs, but this is, this is Saturday afternoon WGN syndicated TV. This is not... <laughs> nice pull. This is, this is not anywhere near edgy. And nothing irks me more than comedy movies that really think they're funny. (laughs) Paul Feig is the most egregious of this, where (laughs) you can tell when they were improv and riffing on set, oh, man, Blake doing, oh, he's jerking off next to his grandma. Isn't that hilarious on set? They called cut and everyone burst out laughing. And then that made it into the edit. Chad, you're not wrong. There's a really great cast here. But this is a really great cast of comedians who thrive with scripts that Mm -hmm. that that when left to their own devices to riff, that's where they start showing the fallacies of their ability. And there's a great premise here. It takes an hour to really get going. And this is only a 90 minute movie. I should say 45 minutes at the halfway mark when what this movie promises itself to be at the beginning finally kicks into gear. And halfway through this movie is way too long to get to that point. The first true action sequence is at the 45-minute mark. And if the rest of the movie had been like that, then this would be on the level of game night. Instead, it's much more like game over if you saw the other Netflix Workaholics and Divine movie. Never saw it. Yeah, it was all right. The idea that this schleppy nice guy, and Adam Devine's not playing his douchebag character, he's playing his Andy from Modern Family character. And mm-hmm. he's very good at that. He's a yeah. he's a sweet, lovable guy. And it's not unbelievable that Parker would love a guy like this because she proves herself to be a little bit dorky too. 
they're a good man. She she approves of his very intricate little uh, diorama of, of the wedding, <laughs> which takes up the the opening credits. And there's a part of me that was thinking, man, I would much rather be watching a reboot of Ren Stimpy where it's Pierce Brosnan is Ren and Richard Kind is Stimpy. Because they have their tiny parts <laughs> over their fingers. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't fall into the trappings of Am Sandler and Kevin James' Happy Madison movies, which often feel like, okay, yeah, you cast Kate Beckinsale or Jessica Biel because you just wanted to make out with them, but whoa, are they out of your league? <laughs> yeah. Parker and Owen here, they feel matched. They feel realistic as a couple. Yeah. They're cute. They're a cute couple. And I, and I like seeing Pierce Brosnan and Ellen Barkin playing these potentially notorious bank robbers, but... None of them are utilized to their fullest potential. I agree. And I think that falls onto the director more than anything because the script was here. I agree entirely. Like Pierce Bronson, I don't know. Like when I saw he was going to be in it and what kind of character he's playing, I was like, oh, this could be a lot of fun. And like he, he's certainly charismatic, he, of course, because he's, he's fucking James Bond. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they didn't write him enough good material to work with and i don't know if he's really much of an improver um no. <laughs> so um I don't, that, that was disappointing to see like him just so underutilized as you, as you put it he, he did look good oh yes he did look good he always <laughs> they even point there's a couple of nice meta jokes in here of like how handsome yeah. he is and he's like james bond attractive bond. what other parts of this jumped out at you guys as let's let's go to the positive what is good here i wasn't bored that's good <laughs> Adam Adam Devine is my favorite man baby child actor ever. <laughs> like I thought Will Ferrell had like top tier but Adam Devine and, and you're right TC he's got like two uh variations where he's got like the nice one who's oblivious and charming and a dork and then you got more of the man baby cry baby I got to get it my way. More yeah more like righteous gemstones Adam Devine and Oh my god. I love that show. I can't wait for season 3. Oh it's yeah it's great. I I I'd say like the cast cuz like even Michael Rooker yeah, he wasn't Rooker. he wasn't full on Rooker but he was he was there and he did okay. He was serviceable. Yeah. I, I guess I guess my big compliment would be like, hey, the cast is good. You, all the money probably went to the cast. I'm sure. I did have a laugh at every time Lauren uh, Lapkus, is that her name? Yes. Every time she was on screen, <laughs> yeah. when she was displaying on how to enter her safe, I really did laugh out loud there. And then a couple of low rail lines made me laugh. But that's basically it. Those were the only times that I actually laughed. So I'll agree with everyone else that the cast is pretty much the only positive for me. I will say, I had a note here, and I have very little notes, but while I was watching Nina Dobrev, is that her name? Yeah. I kept looking at her like, where do I know her from? And then I was like, oh, of course it's Degrassi. <laughs> it, of course. You know, <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's the only place I know her from because I haven't seen anything else, but yeah. <laughs> There's this laziness that comes in comedy writing like this. It's these contrivances for the sake of a gag. I referenced at the top of this Mission Impossible 7. Mission Impossible 7 does some great comedy in the midst of all the action and the drama. And it usually tends to come from something breaking or something happening unexpected and the characters reacting to it. And it's never like, hey, we're going to check off this. We're going to put this right here and you know what's going to happen. That never that never plays out that way. But in this, there's constantly these gags set up that are so obviously put there so that they can do a thing later. Like, why give a character a gun with bullets in it and say, don't you dare think about pulling the trigger? 
well, okay, we know what's going to happen. Particularly the guy who's getting the gun. We know what's going to happen. That's, <laughs> that is such a lazy way to set up a gag. If you hand a character a gun and don't load it, and then somehow there's a bolt, and sh- there's so many different ways to set up that joke to pay it off later and, and get a better laugh out of it, as opposed to, oh, well, yeah, of course that is happening because you telegraphed it a thousand miles away. <laughs> thing is, uh, I I probably should have taken one of those because thing is, we watched the I watched us on what Friday. I I honestly can't remember a whole lot of that movie at this point. Like, I just remember like getting a couple chuckles out of it, but that, it, but yeah, I don't remember being too noteworthy. I think this is the point where we uh, reference that this is a typical Netflix movie where yes. it's yeah. a lot of upfront, like the posters and the, yeah, I mean, they didn't like hardcore brand and uh, um, uh, throw this out there, but it, this is what Netflix has become. You know, if you, if you make a studio movie with them, it just, it gets made. There's some people in it. They'll maybe, maybe it would be different if we had late night talk shows to do, rounds and like hype this thing up but mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that wouldn't have made a difference it, it didn't get a theatrical release so nobody's gonna go see it and even yeah. it maybe it would have done better if it had a theatrical release and didn't just die on its own platform but you would have to make like a decent movie first i guess to mm-hmm. get people to go to those seats as well so if this was released now when it came out of netflix into theaters it would have to compete against joyride which while joyride is a very by the numbers R-rated raunchy road trip movie, it is far superior in its execution than something like this. Yeah. 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 The Outlaws here, it is. It's perfectly stated, Chad. It's a Netflix movie. It's a Happy Madison and a Netflix movie, so you already have some preconceived notions about what this is. It, it, it feels like a, a, a comedy movie that you would see advertised in a sitcom. Yeah. 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 Uh, I also don't have a lot of notes here, unless anyone has other notes here. I'm more than happy to move into some final thoughts. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sarah, why don't you go first for us? Well, I really don't have anything else to say other than what I already said. These kind of movies, these comedies are not really my cup of tea. And so um, I didn't love it. Again, the cast was the best thing about it. There were, you know, a handful of laughs, but that's about it. So uh, I'm just going to go right into my rating, and I'm going to give it four out of ten pink dye packs that explode in your face. <laughs> Mike? I, yeah, I thought it was okay. I mean, look, I'm going to forget I even saw this thing in a couple months, and it, it, it had so much potential. Reading the storyline and seeing who was in it, like it, it had a lot of the pieces there, but it just didn't fit together. And um, it, it could have gone to darker places. It was rated R, for God's sake. Like They could have done something more R-rated with it, but they really didn't. They, they could have gone to the territory that like game night did for example but um overall though i you know the thing is i wasn't bored by it i got more chuckles i thought it would i just wish it did better i'm gonna give it a five out of ten times i saw pennsylvania license play and being a pennsylvania native myself going hey (laughs) (laughs) chad i i always do that when there's wisconsin plates and random moves like (laughs) yeah it's straight down the middle really is i was just looking at the the director of this too meh it seems like this is par for the course for him and uh i don't know maybe maybe everybody got a good paycheck out of it if you're streaming and you're bored and you've literally watched through everything on netflix yeah give it a shot i'm gonna give it a five out of ten number fives and if you watch (laughs) this movie you'll know what i mean 
<laughs> so no one will ever know what you mean. Exactly. <laughs> I don't even remember what you mean, and I saw the fucking movie. Look, we've discussed the cast is good here. Nothing disappoints me more, especially with comedy, than missed opportunity and wasted potential. When you have a cast this good, and even the premise itself, we've seen similar to this in other comedies or whatnot. There was potential here. There really was an opportunity to have something. We keep referencing Game Night. Game Night is one of those surprise action R-rated comedies that I, I always recommend to people if they haven't seen it. I'm like, oh, dude, great cast, great comedy, excellent action. And The Outlaws here has two good action set pieces, but two action set pieces don't make a movie. Unfortunately, it'd be like, at the most, I'd say, watch the cemetery sequence. You could probably find that on YouTube in a couple weeks. <laughs> but in general, this just fails. It just falls flat, and it's a shame because I signed up for it because I saw Am Divine and Pierce Brosnan, Ellen Barkin. I was like, "Oh, cool! What, what a cool matchup! What could what what could go wrong?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, end of the day, I'm I'm walking away from this. Like Mike said, I'm gonna forget I saw this. And if anyone even asks me about it, I'm like, "Don't don't bother." So, yeah. Uh, it's a shame. So, four out of ten smiley face snot rags. <laughs> Man, that uh, cemetery scene looked pretty cool. Like, even though, like, it, it obviously was a hillside and they were just like, hey, we need 500 styrofoam headstones <laughs> yeah, so we can run through them. But, like, with the sound design, like, it, it looked good. Yeah, they 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 were flipping cars in this movie, and that that yeah. goes to my biggest shame on this movie. It shouldn't have taken forty five minutes to get there, no. thirty at the most. Kick this thing off, get it going, hit the ground running. Let's have some fun. But yeah, nah, there you go. So, I do recommend Mission Impossible Seven, though everyone should go see that. 